Hey, I'm Clayton. And I'm Sean. And we're men who like men who like movies. We're two queer men who love movies and we love talking about movies. And after a lot of urging, we started a podcast. So this week, we we watched something a little heavy, didn't we? <laughs> didn't Just we, a Clayton? little bit. <laughs> As part of our kind of anti-Valentine's Day films, uh, what did we watch this week? Well, we watched the Kate Winslet Powerhouse from 2008. Not the one she won the Oscar for, but Revolutionary Road, reuniting her and Leo after about 10 years. And I saw this in theaters and was blown away by it. I fucking love the book. And I think this is the best performance Kate Winslet has ever given. And I really like it, even though it's depressing. And I like to watch it when I'm single and remind myself sometimes Why? it's better to be single <laughs> than to be married or with someone. Uh, so that's why I picked Revolutionary Road for us. And we've got a special guest to help us out with this one. And it is my dear friend, Lacey, who is Hello. a badass hairstylist. Thank you so much <laughs> Thank for you. coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So uh, what's your relationship to Revolutionary Road? I'm so glad you picked it, and I'm dying to know why. Yeah, um, I picked it because I actually thought it was kind of even an odd choice to have on the list. Because um, <laughs> it is just <laughs> such a bleak <laughs> um, movie, really. Um, but I am a bit of a nihilist, so I, I also love you. <laughs> get a lot of this movie and kind of understand a little bit of this movie. And I hadn't watched it probably, I, I maybe watched it one other time like after it came out. Um, so I haven't watched it in years, so... It's kind of like Requiem for a Dream, and that way I feel like if you watch this too often, you're going to lose all hope of life. Yeah. So I mean, like, <laughs> you probably shouldn't watch it too often. <laughs> I try definitely... to watch it every, like, couple years. I mean, just the performance alone. Like, I don't care if it's depressing. I'm just like, oh, this is fantastic. Oh, I mean, yeah. Honestly, sure. Leo's really good in this, too. Um, like, yeah, not to, Like, I think Kate Winslet really does steal the show. She's heartbreaking but like i i think leo plays it plays it really well too like you can kind of feel a little bit of his heartbreak as well absolutely i'm just not the biggest leo fan sorry everyone listening i am <gasps> gasp i know Gay gasp. maybe yeah. personally yes i uh, could agree but i definitely enjoy him as an actor like the revenant i watched for free and was so mad i was like i can't even get my money back and that was time that i'll never get back and <gasps> well but he he won the oscar for the wrong movie we know that. Yeah, yeah like they gave it to him simply because he didn't win for wolf of wall street which he absolutely did deserve he was quite good yeah. in that i will like he was yeah. really really good in wolf of wall street i think if he should have won he should have won for that one and then the next year they were just like Pity yeah. <laughs> yeah. good old academy bit. voters yeah always they doing just the right like, thing oh maybe we should have done the wolf of wall street <laughs> yeah it was more of a just a cumulative award at that point i feel like yeah, yeah. i hate it when <laughs> and they like do that. not to say that the revenant isn't good it, like it's no a, it's... i liked it well, yeah. oh i hated it <laughs> But I also love Tom Hardy, so I'd watch him paint I a wall. I love Tom Hardy, but <laughs> it's just, ugh. It had five minutes of good stuff and three hours of absolute banality, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. 
so sean this was your first time with revolutionary road isn't it so um, tell me a little bit about your experience with it it was because you told me of how depressing it was so i've put it off until i had to watch it (laughs) (laughs) that's usually why i pick them (laughs) yeah (laughs) my favorite part of having a podcast is making sean finally watch things i've been telling him to watch for a decade (laughs) and i just like it's not that i refuse to it's just the fact that like i have other things i could watch that aren't it's going to just dis- completely destroy me you know like just <laughs> <Yes>. a little bit <laughs> and this one i really think isn't this was a really wa- big whopper of one because it gives you a bunch of hope and then it just squashes it all real fast <laughs> yeah <laughs> which Marriage. i think is even worse <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah uh I, this was my first time watching it um i will just say i kate you're absolutely right kate was very good in this and I, I don't know why she wasn't nominated. Um, I know this is the, this is the year of the reader too. Well, right? I, yeah, this was the year of the reader that she won for. So I don't think you can be nominated for two films as a like. Can you? Can you get nominated? I, I, for, I like... don't know. I feel like you can. I know you can be nominated <laughs> for different categories, different like, categories. So... But those would have been like. But maybe that was split the vote, and they were just like, "Here, give it to the reader," um, or they were trying not to. Because I remember when this came out, everyone was talking about like, oh, it's a, re- you know, like Titanic. It's their reunion, Titanic reunion. And so maybe they were trying to eke away from that and stick more towards like, she's really good in the Raider. <laughs> you know? uh, she is. I mean, she's fantastic yeah. in both of them. I saw them both yeah. in theaters. I was really happy she won for that. But and that probably is more of like, you know, like an Academy performance. You know, she plays a range of ages. She has to play a nazi and you know but <laughs> if yeah. they could have nominated her for two films i think she deserved it that year because wow yeah, yeah so she was uh really would, really good would you guys recommend this film to people not if you're in a depressive <laughs> a depression <laughs> or feeling very sad because you will probably feel sad by the end of this i would i mean i would say i would say (laughs) yes i mean for the acting alone it it feels a lot like a play to me almost um Mm -hmm. and so i mean while i know it's depressing as far as like movies that like make me want to ball my eyes out this one actually doesn't Mm-mm. and i almost and i think it's like i don't know like the dialogue's almost like a little bit like campy to me but like in a good way like i i, I enjoyed it because of that but it i don't know it just i i know it's depressing and i obviously i'm not like happy at the end of it but it's not the saddest one i guess so no. I, I would definitely recommend it to people for sure yeah and i agree with you there i don't it's not the saddest as in like you're gonna be crying tears but like there is such a feeling of loss at the end of this one like yeah and it's you know uh, spoiler alert doesn't end happy no (laughs) i think also they're just both kind of unlikable to me the whole time that is one thing i love about kate winslet she is never scared to play unlikable messy characters yeah and yet still you do feel bad for the whole time but yes you also kind of just don't like her that much i don't know i I thought she was super honest and I like that about her. Like I didn't, I never got like, was she abrasive? Yes. At times, but I never got to like actively disliking her. Um, 
like more so i i was more on the uh jesus leo is a dick <laughs> yeah and i think i wrote that in the notes at one point <laughs> men in the yeah. 50s <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. but like for her she just for a role that is you know like 1950s housewife like she was very honest with like everything she wanted from him like i, I she never I, I never felt like she was hiding anything until she was like forced to hide things and i think that was that i don't know i i just i never i was never not on her page and so i think that's why for me at least he's you know he he's not the villain but he's also not like he's not good for her yeah see i'm the type of fucked up person that like if my friends just got married i'm like oh there's this really good movie <laughs> <laughs> watch this the night before your wedding (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then a marriage story (laughs) (laughs) my gosh you'll love it followed by kramer versus kramer yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) let's throw in the war of the roses just i was just i was just gonna say yeah yeah, with a comedy <laughs> yeah but i mean yes i would recommend this i think it's really good um like you said kate i think kate and leo give fantastic performances they're very good and honestly i thought they both could have been nominated for for yeah. a, for oscars for this one Not i think everyone in this gives really good performances and kind of different types of performances than they usually do yeah uh, from the supporting yeah. cast well maybe not michael shannon he's doing a pretty typical michael shannon performance yeah but. <laughs> yeah but it feels but he's very great much like, but it feels like kind of like a beginning michael shannon performance like this is like i remember he he was nominated if i remember right I believe um, so. but like it's the first time i really remember hearing about michael shannon i think like don't quote me on it but that's the i don't i may not have seen it but i follow him so <laughs> you know I, that's the first time I really remember hearing the name Michael Shannon. Uh, what year did The Runaways come out? I feel like that was around the first time I was aware of Michael Shannon. Um, I can tell you in three Ooh, seconds. Actually, no. Maybe it was Boardwalk Empire. Like Runaways I feel, the film? Boardwalk came, Empire. Came out in 2010. Yeah, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, so that was up to- it was maybe Boardwalk Empire then. That might have been the first. Uh, That's the that. first time I remember. Uh, that was also 2010. Oh, well, this probably was the first one then. Yeah. And then I've just enjoyed seeing him pop up everywhere ever since. He oh, always... he, was in a- he was in Bug. Bug came out before this. Uh, I don't know if I had seen. Yes, I had seen Bug by that point. So maybe it was Bug or yep. Ground. Yep. Since his film debut was in Groundhog Day, I don't remember him in Groundhog Day. I'm gonna have to look that up. I hate Groundhog Day because I don't like Andy McDowell. <sighs> You're wrong. You don't like Andy McDowell? I, I like know, Andy so, McDowell. In, I love her. <laughs> I like her in Four Weddings and a Funeral. Thank you for making me watch that, Sean. You're welcome. And I like her in Ready or Not. That is. She's really good in Sex Lies and Videotape too. I've never seen that. Oh, you'd love it. It's pretentious. But I like, do love in pretentious. The best, <laughs> and, 
but it's like in the best way like it's it's like soderbergh's first film like it's very feels like his first film but like he's really good at it It has james spader andy mcdowell peter mcgallagher and laura san giacomo and it's just like and it's james spader plays a guy who records women talking about their sexual experiences and Andy McDowell is married to Peter Gallagher, who is sleeping with his, her sister, who is Laris, Laura, or Laura San Giacomo. And, Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. And it's very much it's like an, it's very much an indie film. Like and it's it's a talkie it, like they talk and like the whole thing is about the relationships and like what they're talking about. And it's it's really fascinating. It's a really good movie. I this does sound right, right up my alley. Honestly. Yeah, I know. It really is. That's why I'm like... A it's... pretentious indie talkie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's why whenever you say you haven't said it, I'm like, man, I'm so surprising. You're going to love it. <laughs> I think I never watched it because somebody that I was friends with in Alabama, uh, Emily, she, I think that was the movie she said it was like the most misogynistic thing she had ever seen and hated it. And so I never watched it. Really? Um, I... I think it was I can Sex understand. Lies and Videotape. I could be, or may, it might have been, maybe it was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it's very misogynist, because clearly in the movie, the the husband is put out to be, like, not for small spoiler, but, like, he's made out to be a monster in it. <laughs> like, he, it know, it really bit. might have been Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It was one of those 90s classics. Uh, I could see that one a little bit more. So before we really get into this, if y'all are ready to dive into this uh, wonderfully happy tale of marriage, um, I would be remiss if I did not share something with our listeners. If you take nothing away from our entire podcast run, past and future, I just discovered the wonderful band Garfunkel and Oates, and I don't know how I had missed them in the past, you know, 13 years, but... If, like me, you missed out on them, check them out, look up the music video for The Loophole, go from there, get their albums, you're welcome in advance. They're kind of <laughs> offensive, but they're wonderful, and anyway, there is my huge recommend for the episode. Um, anyway, um, that so... is such an odd recommendation for the episode of Revolutionary Road, <laughs> because... <sighs> Have, it has nothing okay they're so, a comedy group <laughs> like, well you know you might need a comedy group after revolutionary road like follow this up with their song yeah, pregnant women are smug <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and they are uh, <laughs> they are <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> we're not telling <laughs> <laughs> bitch i don't really care <laughs> anyway um yeah so let's get into this <laughs> and there will be spoilers for this 2008 film <clears throat> oh i was so young oh, i was so yes. young and thin <laughs> yes <laughs> Yes, I was lamenting uh, about that also when I thought about how long ago this movie came out. I know. I was like, I feel like it's not that old. And I was like, ooh. I think that about literally everything, though. I go, that's not that yeah, old. I'm I know. Like, oh, my I God. Think, I still think the <laughs> 80s are like 20 years ago. Yeah, um, I'm, st I'm, I'm ancient. And that's, that's a long time ago. 
<laughs> We're like the same age, Lacey. <laughs> I know. I feel a hundred. <laughs> I do too. I'm falling apart. I literally breathed on the other day and threw my back out for a solid week and had to get steroids. Like my oh my relaxers. God. Bought a tens unit. <laughs> It's not the years, it's the mileage. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I have not been ridden hard and put away wet. <laughs> you mean For you have bit. been hard, <laughs> ridden hard and put away wet? No comment. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so this film was directed by Sam Mendez, who was married to Kate Winslet at the time. I don't know if they still are. They are not. No. They divorced in, like, 2010, I think. Mm, that's sad. Yeah. Uh, he, well, I mean, he, you know, you direct your wife in a movie like this, and, you know... He supposedly cheated on her with Rebecca Hall. Well. Oh, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> but, <laughs> and yeah. then he and Rebecca Hall were in together for, like, three years. Rebecca and now he's Hall married to like, someone else. Probably another fantastic British actress following that. No, it is not an actress because otherwise I'd remember that because that's drama. (laughs) Is he dating Olivia Coleman now? (laughs) Yeah. That'd be such a weird mix. Okay. But yes, it was directed by Sam Mendez, you know, of American Beauty. Very similar. Skyfall and 1917. Uh, I really, after I finished watching this, I wanted to follow it up immediately with American Beauty, but I uh, fell asleep. Yeah, see, Amanda's has something against the suburbs, I feel like. <laughs> he really does. He's very anti the burbs. American Mendez. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen him make one about the British suburbs, but yeah. American suburbs, he's just like, fuck them. Small town <laughs> America, he's not about it. <laughs> <laughs> you people are awful (laughs) yeah you Um, all suck (laughs) get over yourselves (laughs) yes the screenplay was by justin haith who wrote the screenplay for the lone ranger all right cure for wellness and uh the jennifer lawrence bomb red sparrow i don't know how he went from this level of screenplay to those um, maybe it was because this was based on what I consider one of the greatest American novels of all time, uh, by Richard Yates. And the music is by the always wonderful Thomas Newman, who did the music for American Beauty, Green Mile, Aaron Brockovich, Little Children, also a tale of desperation in the suburbs with Kate Winslet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Skyfall. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much the makers of this. As far as production stuff, this was nominated for three Oscars. Best Supporting Actor for Michael Shannon. It was nominated for Best Art Direction and Best Costume Design. Lost all three of them. Very sad. And for the cast, this is stacked. We've got Kate Winslet as the belabored wife, April Wheeler. Leo DiCaprio as her husband, Frank. David Harbour before... Stranger Things blew him, you know, into everyone's consciousness as their neighbor who harbors a little crush on Kate. Mm -hmm. Catherine Hahn in a rare non-comedic performance as his wife named Millie. Good old 50s name. Actually, it's funny because you say non-comedic, but the first thing I ever saw her in was uh, Crossing Jordan. 
that show with oh my god uh, i remember oh that god, yeah yeah so like that's the first thing i always so whenever i like everyone's like oh she's a comedy actress i was like when <laughs> like she she has funny moments in it but i never i didn't get like she's like the you know the heart of gold of the show so i i never thought of her as like a comedic actress and i famously grew up without television but i did see crossing jordan from time to time at my grandparents house i forgot she was in that i always think like the first thing i saw her in was like 10 things hate about you that's the first like thing that she really stuck that i was like oh okay i know who that is man yeah crossing jordan yeah i always yeah, I always Weird. think of Crossing Jordan because I thought, uh, what's his name, Jerry O'Connell was so hot. So was Jill Hennessy, <laughs> for that matter. <laughs> yeah, I did. Jerry O'Connell was so. Precious. And I thought she was just so nice in it. <laughs> she just was such a sweetheart. And then once everyone was like, Catherine Hahn, comedian, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> she is just a talented actress. Okay. Yes, she she's is. fantastic continuing on we've got another titanic alumni kathy bates in a wonderful very understated role for her uh as the realtor mrs givings richard easton plays her husband michael shannon playing their institutionalized son john dylan baker playing leo dicaprio's co-worker jack and zoe kazan in an early role playing one of the little secretaries at his job and you can imagine how that goes this is the 50s after all (laughs) and again stacked cast and that's pretty much everyone so you ready to get into the actual film itself let's do it awesome so this is set in the 50s in the suburbs and we see leo and kate meeting at a party it's very magical Nice little meet cute, and we flash to them, you know, moving into this house on Revolutionary Road. And actually, no, we get the play at first, don't we? Yeah, I was gonna say the play yeah. is the first thing. Yeah, I was like, you're skipping ahead. Yeah, um, because I mean, like, <laughs> the, this. This was the moment I was just like, oh, Leo's an asshole in this, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, like, the first thing he says to her is like, I guess it wasn't a triumph then. And, like, I was I like... I love her expressions in the mirror, just looking at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... Well... He just... It, it, the whole scene so like leading up to her like them getting in the car like they're in the car and talking like he's tearing her guts out like real bad like oh i guess it wasn't a triumph i guess you you're really not like really an actress blah 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 and like she's just like i don't want to talk about this like i don't want to talk about this like i don't want to talk like and he just does not listen and i think that's one of the like one of the huge reasons that like he's just he's just an ass like just she says she doesn't want to talk about it just don't talk about it what's really awful is you can tell he thinks he's being supportive yeah and it's just like oh my god shut up and then we get the first of many wonderful fight scenes between this couple (laughs) which also i mean the casting is amazing because you know, the last time they worked together was Titanic, which, you know, beautiful love story. Kate and Leo, they're back together. <laughs> yeah. 
and then it's just like vicious vitriol back and forth between them (laughs) i love the moment when she's like i don't know how by any stretch you can call yourself a man (laughs) yeah (laughs) she she really gives it to him on that one that's probably my favorite one of their arguments actually it's the most entertaining to me uh, I don't know. It's a toss-up <laughs> between that one and the one they have later when, after she tells him, when he finds the, uh, you know, abortion contraption from back yes. then, <laughs> that fight they have, I think, is also quite wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, that is a good line. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also really like, just because you got me safely in this little trap, you think you could bully me into feeling whatever you want me to feel. And I thought that was... Yeah, I mean that's kind of that describes her character in a in a nutshell, doesn't it? Like yeah. she's uh, like as we learn, like she's tra- she's basically been trapped in this. Like she, they got pregnant and end up. Then we had another one to make sure the first one wasn't to prove the first one wasn't a mistake, <laughs> right? And also, I just love hearing people say things like that because you never hear about like. You know, oh, it's just such a miracle. I'm so mm-hmm. happy. <laughs> Those little bundles of joy. Mm-hmm. No, are they? <laughs> yeah, that's just, no. I and I agree. I love I think my it, children, but <laughs> and it's one of those. Well, if that's exactly it, and that's what I mean. Like she's just so truthful. Like she really does. Like it feels like every time she's telling him the truth, it's just not what he wants to hear, and he doesn't like that. So it makes her out to be the bad guy because he's. It's not what he wants to hear. And I mean. And he's just all emasculated from his daddy issues and. Well, the I, 50s. Not even, just, yeah. not even just his daddy issues. I think he's he's enamored by the idea of like. Uh, of doing something special or like. But then I think he becomes more enamored with the idea of. Succeeding and the idea of what he succeeds in. And I think that's not what she fell in love with him for. She wasn't even falling in love with him so he could move up a corporate ladder. She fell in love with him because he was somebody different. Like, the first thing he says is, I'm going to be a cashier. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a longshoreman, but I'm going to be a cashier. And she's like, the, the, I think the idea of it is she fell in more in love with the guy who, like, who that was rather than the man he becomes as part of the corporate, la- on the corporate ladder. And I just, eh. like, just just this whole scene kind of really sets them, it really sets the show, because you know exactly, like, the rest of this is going to be a lot like this. And I mean, even them just driving away from their fight, like, they're, like, two feet away, but you could both tell they're just not there. I just love her, like, can we just go home? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, I've, like, had this fight. <laughs> yeah, everyone has had this fight. <laughs> Everyone's had this fight. She's the out. She's the one who gets out of the car, and they're just like, "Can we just go home?" Like it was his thing the whole time. <laughs> well, and, but I mean, like she asked him to leave her alone, so she got out. So she. Could oh, I totally agree with her. Yeah, and I was like, also and then away from He him. follows her, and now she's just like, "Fuck it, you're not gonna let me be like, alone." I have been so there. Just let's like, just, go just home. shut up. Let me out of the car. Just yeah. let me out of the car. I need a cigarette. Go away. <laughs> Stop. This is talking. like the theme of the whole movie. Leo wants to talk about it. Kate does not. <laughs> or at least not that minute. Like she yeah. doesn't. Like, she seems like a person who wants to, like, process what she's going through. And he's like, well, I'm not the bad guy. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. Talky, talky, talk. Jerk. 
Y'all <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Yeah. The 50s seemed like such a horrible time. <laughs> a little bit. Well, I mean, it was a lot of repression. Like, it's yeah. a lot of, like, you uh, you were going for a corporate dream. This is right after the war. Like, everyone was supposed to come home and have this huge American dream of, like, you know, two and a half kids and a house and, you know, the... Somewhere that's green. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like, uh, have a wife, you know, the house, the wife is a housewife and the the husband works you know works a job comes home and there's food on the table and it's it's, it is it's like that was the american dream at the time and i think that wasn't what that shot of him commuting to work and everyone just walking out and everyone's dressed just alike and it's just yeah i wrote a sea of boring Mm. monochrome and like there's no individuality in it (laughs) Well, and it's it's tedium, like, and that's something that we really see. That's one thing I really did enjoy that we see is like it's there's a tedium in both his life and hers. Like he's bored with his job because his job means nothing. Like he's writing like what like ad copy or something for oh his for job this seems place. horrible, horrible. Like, yeah. it, like it's it's a stupid job, and like she's just cleaning up the house and bored out of her mind. Like, they're both, like, in a sea of tedium and don't know what to do with themselves. Well, they implode spectacularly is what they do to themselves. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> uh, so, what should we talk about next in this story? Well, I actually had a question for you. Oh, perfect. Uh, um, so, in the, right after that scene where we start to see Helen comes over. Um, this is when, right when when uh, April is cleaning up the house, and she's like, looking oh. like she wants to shoot herself in the face. <laughs> yes, and they're talking about her son, um, Helen's son, and she's like, oh, she's like, it, I think it'd do him good to meet like little, like a younger couple like you guys. Um, at the end of it, April actually is like, oh, we'd love to meet him. Go ahead and bring him by, and Kate and mrs givings or kathy bates very much like her smile falters a second like do you think that was a trap for her like is she trying to see if she's like it, it seems like it comes back a little bit but it seemed like a little no. bit of a trap to me i think kathy bates just obviously has a complicated relationship with her son mm-hmm. as that we will come to find out and she thinks it would just be good for she loves the wheelers she loves kate and leo's family and so I think she wants him to be around someone that's like his age that are, you know, living what they consider the perfect life. And she's all timid because it's like, oh, people probably know about our son, you know, that's in the institution. And she's just so relieved that she like she didn't expect her to be like, yeah, we'd love to meet him. And. Yeah. I don't think she was trying to set a trap at all. Oh, yeah. So just for me, it's like her smile falters. So it's almost like, oh, like, I think she, yes, she she wants them to have a friend for, like, she's trying to set them as the example, but it does very much seem like. I think she's just looking like, 
n- almost nervous because she knows yes he's gonna come on come over and be an asshole probably right in his okay. way that he does <laughs> <laughs> yes just, michael <laughs> just telling it like it is yeah, yeah. uh nomination for best line of the movie i'm glad i'm not that kid yeah i'm glad i'm not that kid that is probably the best line for you. oh actually so my favorite line was actually um hang on one second let me find it let me find it uh damn it hang on one second <laughs> let me find it uh it was if being crazy means living life as if it matters then i don't care if we're completely insane of course you picked the cute one. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. like so sweet. Yeah. Well, it was that one and I also I also really liked uh uh what, you'll leave me? Is that a threat or a promise? <laughs> See, I can I have I have duality too. I'm not just I, sweet. I will say at that part I laughed so hard every single time. Like she's just like at that point in a fight, you know, where you just like don't care anymore, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna hit me? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like do it! Come on, motherfucker! <laughs> I'll scream!" And then she does. It's, uh, it's yeah, just wonderful. Scream. It's such. Uh, now I just like want to watch it again. <laughs> I love watching actors just let go. It's great. Also, I think Helen actually says something to april here that's really important she says you seem special and i think that really sets things into motion for april because i think in her mind they were like they were better than the suburbanites they were following out there like they they thought they were more than that and now they're not you know so i think that's one of the things that's really like sets everything going for her (laughs) Mm mm-hmm uh, I love when he's at work and <laughs> when he takes little Maureen out for copious drinks before, you know, sleeping with her while she's like so hammered. She probably doesn't even like know her own name. Uh, when he's like, I'm 30 years old today. <laughs> and I was like, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I felt that one as well. <laughs> The sting is a little bit more every single yeah. time. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, but I mean, at the time, like, you married young. Like, yeah, you started everything happened a, a lot earlier. Yeah, like, you didn't... You're so stressed, you have a hard that, time You basically were 50. middle-aged by 30. <laughs> yeah, like, you were middle-aged by basically 35 to 40 at this point. Like, mm-hmm. you were, like, this is, of course, right after the, like, and I, not to keep bringing it back, but, like, it is after the war and people yeah. were very different then like they're like there was an ideal and you had to follow that ideal or otherwise you were the weird one like which is why everyone in this movie basically goes like basically looks at them like they've just grown three heads whenever they say they're moving to paris <laughs> yeah i love how transformed kate winslet is when she like thinks of this it's just like a burden has been lifted off of her. There is purpose in her life. They're going to do something exciting. Yeah. And well, and I we think get, it's before we get to that. I just want to touch slightly on after he cheats on her with Zoe Kazan. <laughs> um, I agree. I just saw your note about her little cherub cheeks. Yeah, so sweet. <laughs> uh. 
And then he comes home and they're like, Daddy, it's your birthday party. And he just looks so guilty and everything. When Kate comes to him that night and's like, I've got this idea. And it's just, she's just so completely different than how she had been earlier in the film. Did she just really write Zoe's Kazoobies? I just saw that. Oh my God. Yes, I did. Oh my God. <laughs> I was <laughs> waiting for you to see it. <laughs> I was like, we're in the right area. Yeah. You were swell. <laughs> Take care now. <laughs> well, and I think you're right because I think one of the, one of like, she does come alive here because I think it gives her a renewed purpose. And like, like she said, like, and I don't know if we've had the conversation yet or, or not, but they've, they were talking about how, I think it might be this conversation actually, but they're talking about how, like, when they were talking, like, he was one of the most fascinating men she ever met. Like he was, he seemed like he was more than what everyone else was. Like he was thinking he was like, he's intelligent. He's looking to find, do something that's like more than what anyone else is and then they end up in the same spot as everyone else and i think for her this gives her a renewed purpose to like be different to not fit in the norm and i think that's what that's one of the reasons she like advocates for this so hard is because she's finally like this is this will help us like this will help me like i won't be like i'll be able to work i'll support you and then we'll be we'll be happy i did love that that in the 50s you know she's like i'm gonna go to work you know you can say you can do whatever you want and nato you know (laughs) i do i really like this quote you wrote down sean because i think it's fascinating yeah it's what you are that's being stifled it's what you are that's being denied and denied in this kind of life don't you know you're the most beautiful and wonderful thing in the world you're a man Mm -hmm. And it makes me kind of want to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but and I, I think it is. I think she's she's met like when they first meet, like, and it, I don't remember if it's at this part or I think it might have been right before this is when she sees the picture and they were talking and she's like, you're the most fascinating man I've ever met. And I think it's because he's not the same as everyone else. Like, and he is a man who talks about his feelings. He talks about what he likes. And I think that's what makes her fall in love with him at the in, at that point. Like he was talking about doing something different and being someone different, and then like ended up working at Knox Machines, <laughs> just like his dad. The one thing he didn't want to turn into. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how uh, people react to their news that they're going to go off to Paris, like they grew three heads yeah yeah <laughs> like, i love that uh katherine hahn's character like that night after they tell her she's just like sitting there and her husband's like don't you think that's kind of crazy and she's like oh my god i'm so glad you think so and then just starts sobbing <laughs> like deep down like she wants something like that too i just yeah it's just really sad yeah but i don't know sometimes i think her character is enough like i don't want to say brainwashed but brainwashed into their way of life that like i think she almost 
I think yes, she would think it's cool, but I also almost feel like she thinks like she feels sorry for them almost because like to her that is like her life is awesome. I I feel like Catherine Hahn's character likes being the housewife, whereas it's where her husband in that relationship that I think wants something different, obviously. And Kate Winslet. He wants someone different. <laughs> yeah, someone different for sure. I think it might be both of them because, I mean, she's like the first time we really see her is when they're getting ready for the dinner and he, she's wearing that dress and he's like, you're wearing that? And she's yeah. like, yeah. And he's like, oh, OK, well, I better get ready now. And then when we see her again, she's changed. Mm-hmm. Like she changed out of the dress. So I think in a lot of ways, like she's stifled in her marriage as well. But oh, like, I think she totally is. I just don't think that she's don't aware she's of as... it as like she's Kate just not upset characters. about it. <laughs> yeah, I think she would change because she lo- loves him so much. Whereas, like you know, I think that's him showing that you know he obviously. I mean, I think he was like in love with Kate Winslet. Oh just, yeah, like, had a crush on her. I think he like loved her, loved her. Yeah, he says he does, and she's just like, oh god. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Well, he does give her looks go. throughout the film that do feel very much like I'm in love with you. Yeah, he's Watch just like staring her. at her house from across the lawn. <laughs> I want that one. Yeah, like, why can't I have her? Instead, <laughs> I'm stuck with old Catherine Hahn. <laughs> uh, also, poor old Catherine Hahn. Yeah, I was gonna say poor old Catherine Hahn didn't do anything to anybody. <laughs> well and they both are just like so both shep and millie are just like when they first when frank and april first tell him he's like while she like they're talking about how she's gonna get the job and he's like oh while she supports you and like very disapproving and then she, mm-hmm. her little like gee it sounds wonderful <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounded so fake <laughs> it's just sounds like sounds wonderful kids yeah yeah like it, it's very well and it just it shows the facade like you act like you support your friends but you're not because that they're going against the norm of what you have mm-hmm. well just the stereotype that you know no one can be confrontational back then of course so <laughs> Uh, conversations in the 50s just seem awful mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. awful 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 and uh, shortly after this is when we get to meet uh michael shannon right yes yes and why does <laughs> why does helen givings walk into their house without knocking every time <laughs> that would drive me insane i would lock yeah. my doors all the time just to make sure that never happened mm-hmm People probably left their doors unlocked then, but uh, maybe I get the vibe off of her. She's always trying to like catch a little bit of gossip. Yeah. So if she just yeah, walks in and out, she might like hear something <laughs> or see something that, you know, would have been private. I just yeah, get that little vibe pushy. off of her. And Michael Shannon. What can we say about his character? <laughs> <laughs> if I had a certified lunatic coming around my house, I'd probably get the kids out of the way too. <laughs> I love how brutally honest and abrasive he is. Like, he just doesn't even give a shit because, like, he's locked up. He doesn't care. Like, he's going back to the loony bin afterwards anyway. Yep. <laughs> well, and it's not only just that, but I think he's the only one that sees what they're doing. And I think that that's also important. Like, someone who is considered crazy is the only one who sees 
what they're doing and sees the benefit of it of getting out of a system that like is absolutely hope like like they say hopeless and empty like it's a vast like it's a vast it's just a vast sea of people doing the exact same thing with each other like (laughs) suburbia (laughs) but you know he's very much like you know like you guys are i i like what you're doing like you're going against the grain like you're you're discovering like this isn't the only way like there's more than this the hopeful the hopelessness and the emptiness and i think that's one of the reasons at first they seem to like him yeah i do really love that thing about the hopelessness and the emptiness now he stops and he's like a lot of people can see the emptiness but it takes like a lot of balls special. to really to, to notice the hopelessness and mm-hmm. just a sidebar i love <laughs> when kate's like oh it's so sad about like you know the electroshock like <laughs> knocking everything out and, like him not being able to remember and he was like uh and she was like no just like not being able to do, remember what you want and do what you love i think mathematics sound very dull <laughs> uh actually another line i really liked in that it was when he they first admit like when they're first coming in he's like helen's always talking about the revolutionaries who live off wheeler road and i think and i always thought that was well you know it's clever wordplay because they're the wheelers who live off revolutionary road but it's also it feels like a little bit of, of a like a microcosm what the story is because like the two of them believe they were like at least april does believe they are kind of revolutionary like she thinks they're better like they're better than the life they're living and i think that's very important that like they're he refers to them as the revolutionaries off a of wheeler road you know mm-hmm. also sidebar have either of you ever read this book no. i have not oh it's so good Mm-mm read it sometime it's fantastic fantastic this is a i'll add it to my list (laughs) it's a wonderful adaptation of it but it's really good anyway sorry (laughs) and uh then he gets a promotion job offer and things start to spiral for this couple that had one brief shot at happiness well and i mean i think if he would have talked to her about it i think she would have been slightly less angry but like the fact is he doesn't tell her and that he hasn't turned the job down until he reveals it in front of their friends yeah like he doesn't tell her that he's still thinking like hey i'm having second thoughts like i'm trying to work this out like let's talk about it like he's just like Oh, oh, well, I just got, you know, I've just got a promotion job offer at work for a promotion. And her face is just completely like it shows betrayal because he had he didn't tell her. And I think that's even more important because he she's I like I said at the beginning of this, I feel like Kate Winslet is like really giving honesty in this movie. Like she's saying the things that like, yeah, they hurt him, but they're the, the truth for her. And, like, that's her truth. And he's not giving her his truth. No. And, then or anyone. She makes a really interesting truth. statement about truth, actually, uh, in a little bit. And uh, the second part of the one-two punch of him getting a promotion that tempts him to stay is she gets knocked up. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Bun in oven. Set yes. to high. <laughs> it's under pressure cooking. <laughs> Literally. Taking time bomb. Lacey, you want to yes. take this one? <laughs> of her getting pregnant? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, I've never been a mother or anything, but I obviously <laughs> 100% believe that women have the right to do whatever they want with their bodies. Um, she clearly didn't want to have another child uh-uh. <laughs> from the very beginning because she didn't tell him for a while. She didn't want to believe it. She's like, she didn't want to believe it. And I couldn't and even pretend it wasn't a thing Yeah, literally couldn't even pretend anymore. So, I mean, obviously, that's, I mean, I feel antagonized by a lot of this movie, but certainly his reaction to her, so even suggesting that they have an abortion, yeah, I makes him a giant asshole. Their conversation about it, just, you know, like, we had one kid, and then we had another one to prove the first one wasn't a mistake. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want another kid? Yeah. And, like, he just keeps talking around the questions. Like, how do I know you didn't try to, like, flush whoever down the toilet? Yeah. Michael and, and Jennifer. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I was yawning. <laughs> Michael and Jennifer. <laughs> yes. Are their children. Who are, like, non-characters in this film. They're such an yeah, afterthought. Also just disgusting. To assume that because she doesn't want to have another means she doesn't love the one she has. Yeah. But also at the same time, like, we never really see them interacting with their kids, hardly. No, really. You only see her like, yell at her that sco- one time. <laughs> For about and then, wanting to take her dollhouse. <laughs> yeah. And then when she's telling them that they're not going anymore, uh, you don't you even hear anything. She's just, like out in the yard. You also see when they are telling them they're going to Paris because they're all laying yes. in the bed and showing where they're at on the map. And then he starts tickling Michael. Um, also, fun fact, Michael is played by Ryan Simpkins from uh, Jurassic World and <laughs> all of those movies. Um, he's been in like a bunch of stuff. Or Ty Simpkins, sorry. Ty Simpkins, that's his name. He's oh, the like, kid from we... Insidious. Oh, oh. okay. The one who, the 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 one who, like does the same thing his dad does. Yeah, I I, I like yeah. It's like I have like face blindness to them. It's like yeah, I couldn't even. <laughs> it's like they weren't they in the movie alike. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say he was the kid. I'm very Kate all... Winslet about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah. Or April about it. I, they're like they're here. They're wherever. You know, yes. I'm doing... <laughs> I only know that from the Wikipedia. Um... They just stay out of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> do you have children of your own Oof, god no <laughs> <laughs> well and like i've been saying like in this movie april's very like so honest and like frank is so closed off and then the, like you were saying the fact that he like gaslights her and like is like oh how do i know you never you didn't try to flush our other children um and i think she says like like she says this this little statement she says like really hit me and it was i just wanted us to live again for years i thought we shared this secret that we would be wonderful in the world i didn't know how but the just the possibility kept me hoping how pathetic is that how stupid to put all your hopes into a promise that was never made yeah i 
alike in this conversation what she says about the truth. She's like, do you want another child? Tell me the truth. It doesn't matter. And the great thing about the truth is you always know it. No matter how long you've gone without it, you always recognize it. You just get better at lying. And... And he never does say he wants a kid. Mm -mm. That's that's just why. I mean, it's I don't know why he's dead set on it. Maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe it was just his excuse to. I think it was like what Michael Shannon says. Yeah, it's his excuse to be able to put off doing anything else. Stay and live in the Mm -hmm. you know safe existence that everyone's Mm -hmm. doing, and you don't try. And if you don't try at anything, you don't fail. Like, that's what she tells him. And she's right. He's He doesn't want to try because he doesn't want to fail. So, and then she also says, it takes backbone to lead the life you want, Frank. And he does not have a backbone. No, he does not. <laughs> and uh, we have another dinner with Michael Shannon. <laughs> well, first you have the the them going to dance and drink with their friends at the oh right yes oh yeah like because yeah. i i did realize that that line i was talking about she that's what she says to michael or to to david harbour's character mm-hmm. is when like he is trying to get her to dance and she's just she's not having it like she's she's oh like she's she's clearly checked out a little bit or a lot of it yeah and once they like one of their cars is blocked in leo takes a very drunk Catherine hahn home and she says she tells him that i just wanted us to live again and in order and that to... she's trapped she's like i can't go i can't leave yep and she's just she and looks up... so trapped she looks like an animal in a cage yep and ends up you know having sex with david harbour in his car just like in Titanic. Also, on the sex thing, all of the um, sexual things, the man is satisfied and you never see a woman climax in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like 12 seconds every time. Yeah, I was going to say, they literally... <laughs> it, it's like thrust, 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 done. It's over. It's like, Jesus. No wonder she's done that's satisfied. What, yeah, I was going to say, that's why she's like, yeah, whatever, Get, let's take me home, I don't... I don't want to hear about how much you love me. God. Yeah. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> My life sucks. I'm just yeah. acting out. Like, just take me home. Don't be stupid. <laughs> take me home. I'm going to use a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have dildos in the 50s? Yes, they probably sure they did. Sure. They probably yeah. did because, like, they've had dildos back, forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> they used to use them in. Oh, this is a weird topic of bring it, but, like, um, in insane asylums, whenever a woman was being like hysterical, they would use a dildo to produce sexual pleasure, which is completely effed up. But like, mm-hmm. in order to try and calm down her hysterics, women—they've had yeah. it so great. Yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. At least yeah. I'm pretty sure I read that. And I in, do uh, think, it, yeah, yeah, it's a th- that was a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm not making sure I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, it, it was a thing. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it happened. No, that's where the term hysterical even comes from. Is just women would have emotions, and so yeah, they coined the phrase the phrase hysterical. 
Yeah. If a man has emotions, he's being assertive and bold. If a woman <laughs> has emotions, crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lacey, I'm so sorry for your <laughs> for your for your sex. <laughs> you know. Thank you for bearing the brunt of. <laughs> Of the, tri- uh, the trials, the, the trials <laughs> yeah. of the world. <laughs> it's just really. <laughs> I think you're also tough and adequate as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, yes. So, second dinner with Michael mm-hmm. Shannon. Mm-hmm. It goes off the rails a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little, <laughs> a little. Sean, what did you think of this scene? Uh, it was hard to watch. Um, I just, it, it, while I understand where Michael Shannon is coming from, like it is, it, like in your, I think it's just a really hard scene to watch because you could tell how. Like you can clearly see how checked out like April is. Like oh yeah, him April just, doesn't like, care at all. Anyway. Yeah, April is very <laughs> much She's like like whatever. Just let me smoke my cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, what, the <laughs> one millionth cigarette. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This and movie, like this movie has so much cigarette smoking. I literally was watching it. and I was like, oh, no wonder Clayton loves this. this. <laughs> no, movies like this are horrible for me to watch. Since I don't live somewhere that I can smoke inside anymore. Same. Yeah, I don't smoke inside my house. So yeah, I have to also yeah, go Yeah, and so it's like if I'm watching a period film <laughs> yeah. and they're like just smoking nonstop, I'm just like, fuck, I want a cigarette. But I don't want to like pause the movie. To... <laughs> yep. Yep. Watching Nightmare Alley in theaters was like an endurance <laughs> test for me because it was so long and everyone just smokes the entire time. And I'm like, I just yeah. want to go outside and have a cigarette. I yeah. can't miss she this was movie. like lighting one after the other a few times in this movie. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Even for the 50s, I feel like they were smoking a lot. <laughs> hey, I mean, she had to get out of her stress somehow. I, she yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, she was peak level stressing. Well, and I mean, he's just, he's so cruel to, to both of them. And like, I understand why he's, he's not wrong to, though he's no. not wrong i didn't say he was but like he does he is also cruel to them and i think that's what that's why uh like frank is very much like just get the fuck out like nobody asked you and april just looks like he's not well frank <laughs> yeah. yeah well that's because frank has an ego still and april does not April doesn't give a like, shit about anything. Yeah, a- at April this point. this point, yeah, is one hundred percent just checked out of everything, and so I don't think she could be offended anymore. It's more comfy <laughs> to be here. The old hopeless emptiness, after all. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like going after Fred. He was like, you know, why did you change this? I don't understand. Like why having a baby like do people not have babies in europe yeah and uh, he's like no that's not it and he's just like trying to figure out the reason because you know he's just going back to the loony bin doesn't give a shit what he says because like Mm -hmm. he has the privileged position of being able to say whatever the fuck he wants because he's about the most goddamn sorry person he knows (laughs) i have a whole whole hell of a lot to be glad about do i (laughs) no I am glad about one thing, though. I'm glad I'm not going to be that kid. 
exit <laughs> stage left on that. Oh my god. And I love that. I mean, still, she just sits there, just smoking. Like, yep, never says anything. <laughs> Barely. And works. then after they leave, Frank's just like, "Let me guess, I made an ass of myself." <laughs> yes, Frank. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I will say, I as much as I love how he does it, and I love that, like, I like the character. It's whatever. I feel like it's a little on the nose. His two little bits. It's like I don't know. I almost felt like they were like trying to make sure. Anyone who wasn't understanding, like, right. you get what's happening now, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was just a little bit like that to me. Michael Shannon <laughs> is going to come in and explain to you. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, like the halfway mark. It's like, okay, so this thing happened, and now... It is very on the nose, but I don't mind because it's just... Because it was good. Because he was it's good. Such, <laughs> it's such fun dialogue and just the yeah. performance and just, like... I I love an awkward dinner scene. Mm-hmm. Like when shit comes out and shit gets real and it just I don't know. I love anytime there's like do you watch Servant? Mm-hmm. Like anytime that they have a dinner scene, like I'm just like, oh my god, yeah. yes, this is gonna be a good episode. <laughs> and it's like the tense moments, like like her not saying a word the whole time. You're just waiting for her to say like anything. <laughs> and she says nothing <laughs> yeah she just sits there like tensed up like she's about to explode just smoking her cigarette and just like gritted teeth and eyes vacant just... <laughs> well she's being chastised too like she's he's basically calling both of them out for being cowards mm-hmm. and I think that's like <laughs> for her I think that's the biggest slap in the face yeah, she's like, I want to. But go. I also, yeah, she, you know, she's self aware of it. I'm kind of like, surprised Leo, she didn't I think just take has... off her, like herself, like yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, I think she's trying to think, like, what would she, with what money, what would she do, like, and I think she's, I think she's also a little like they're a tiny bit codependent on each other. Like he's mm-hmm. dependent on her to do. Like the housework, the housework, and <laughs> and be the dutiful wife. Yeah, and she was dependent on like the idea of him, and like who she thought that he was, and she, when she discovers that that version of him that she thought she had is not the like the real version of him, mm-hmm. I think that just completely devastates her, and she ends up realizing well, she she's up... not in love anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, because I think she realizes he's okay living that life. Even if he acts like he's not, I think he is okay. I think he, it, it was, you know, exciting that he to him that he got this promotion, selling computers. Just one, which I also had to go we because I watched it with Aaron, who is a computer nerd. We had to figure out exactly what year this was supposed to be set in, so we could figure out what computers looked like (laughs) at the time. And they were, were they huge. Like it looked like a kitchen. A it literally looked like a kitchen, <laughs> like a, like it looked like a stove and a refrigerator together. Like it was giant. Um, <laughs> and it could probably like add in some <laughs> Yes, that was basically yeah. But it what it could do, like you said, the tubes. <laughs> the tubes were doing stuff. I do think that's really funny. Just like, what do you do exactly? But you know, I think like, he, you're... I think he really was okay with it. To be honest, I don't think Frank had the yearning like she did to live a more exciting life and even his scenes with zoe kazan and everything it's like he needs to be like 
the big man who's looked up yeah to. i think like, even oh, that is so just like smart. something that like, they all do you know what i mean like even like, that's something that like society oh men are you know we cheat on our wives so he goes and he cheats on his wife it's like he doesn't even you know what i mean i it's just it was like what guys do so that's what he's gonna go do yeah and yeah. uh, even like his coworkers, when he was saying he was leaving, they're like, well, they're going to miss you in the secretarial mm-hmm. pool, which makes me think it wasn't his first time. Yeah. That's just uh, the one time we saw and just everybody's reaction of just pure relief that they weren't leaving. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like so bizarre to everyone. Like they couldn't, it like broke their brain. Yeah. That anybody would think of not living this little cookie cutter existence. It's really, really depressing. Mm-hmm. And that it's just that crazy. It's like, you know, it's just moving. It's not like they're going to another planet. Like, there just would be people in another place. You know what I mean? They're not trying to even do anything that outrageous. It's literally just moving. You're going to move? <laughs> but to the, yeah, but to them, She's it's like, what? <laughs> You're not going to work? <laughs> you can do yeah. that? Yeah. You're going <laughs> to learn another language to live there? Like, what the hell? Sexism in the 50s. Uh, Hasn't gone away, Sean. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it was like extra bad, though. Uh, The 50s. But they had milkshakes and (laughs) poodle skirts. Good times. (laughs) I really, really like when she realizes she doesn't love him anymore. Like, Mm hmm. I just now realized it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, well, when he tells her about the cheating. Yes. I don't yeah. care. Fuck who you like. Even that part. I just like, I don't even really understand what his motivation was even to tell her that. Like, yeah. And be, she was even it to like, be a what? dick or was he trying to like clear his conscience? His mind, I couldn't even like, tell. Oh, I'm going to be like open and honest about this. And she's just like. Yeah, I don't give a shit. What? What do you? Why are you telling? Do you think? Do you think this will make me fall back in love with you? Do you want me to like? What do you want? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he thinks his honesty is what like, uh, like I'm get, I'm laying all my cards on the table. Like I yeah, I had an affair with a woman, but she didn't mean anything, and you're the most important thing in my life, and it doesn't work he wants her to fight for him and she doesn't want to fight for him because he doesn't she's want to fight not for the her. most important thing in her life, his mm-hmm. life yeah like he doesn't he he doesn't choose her and he never does the whole movie like he never like he's never really there for her and he never listens to her and he never shows any understanding to who she is he's just there yeah, just there. He was just some boy that made her laugh at a party once. Meanwhile, she is getting more and more pregnant and more and more desperate to not be even more stuck in her life that she hates. And mm-hmm. I get it. I get it, girl. Yeah. And so she sends the kids to the neighbors, you know, Catherine Hahn. I I trust her with my children. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, I mean, never gonna have them, but. Catherine <laughs> 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 Han, will you just take them, please? <laughs> I'm good, and uh, 
even though it is after the 12 week deadline or whatever of being safe and also i don't understand okay so this abortion procedure yes was this just like you take boiling water and squirt it up your hoo-ha with the rubber tubing no it's, it's vacuum. a vacuum oh is that what the thing was i was like trying to figure out i was like this literally is just rubber tubing and mm-hmm. she's yeah so it's i mean it's literally like... still how they do it i mean it's not yeah really Vac- yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so... I grew up in I grew up very Christian. Like abortion was a no no. I never really learned all the ins and outs of it, and mm-hmm. I'm gay, so I haven't really come across that uh yes. need in my life. Um. Well, I didn't realize it was a vacuum. Like literally, this whole time, I'm like, it. She has boiling water, so I guess that was just to sterilize it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the whole entire time, I'm like. That just seems awful. She's just taking this boiling water and using. Like I thought she was. I was like, no. is this the how they boiling did this water douche? Gets rid yeah. Of the baby. No. Oh my god, that sounds so awful. I know oh. it sounds awful, but I was just like trying to figure out like, is this what the? I mean, it was, was the fifties. I you know they would have. <laughs> yeah. They did try some crazy shit. Yeah, god. I was like, this is the fifties. Yeah. I was like, this seems horrifying. It, like, but yeah. <laughs> but douching with like pasta water, like boiling hot pasta water, like I know it's not pasta water, but like yeah. that's like, like you know that's the one they use for water. That's yeah. their pasta. You know that's their pasta water pot. <laughs> like, uh, no, oh god, awful. Yeah. Well, it works. Uh. Yeah. But. It was too late, and she stares out the window blankly, and we see the pool of blood underneath her, and calls the hospital, and we don't see her again, because she dead. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, this is my the best shot in the movie for me, too, is her standing in front of that window and just, like, seeing the world one last time. It feels mm-hmm. like it feels like she's saying her world goodbye. from a cage. Yep. Yeah. And just bleeding, and that—that's a hell of a shot. That you know how you talk about your alternative shot posters. That's mm-hmm. the one I wish was a poster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that but, would have been a really good poster for the movie. Just like kind of gives it away, but eh. yeah. <laughs> Kind of gives it away. <laughs> <laughs> gives away the surprise. The yeah, <laughs> I mean, abortion and death. Which is, I guess, why it's good they waited so long to make it. Because had they made it when he closer when he wrote it, they probably wouldn't even talked about any of this stuff, or they would have really just alluded it's to honestly, it. You would have I never seen I, any of it, probably. Because I believe just... this book was written like in the fifties. It's uh, it was written in nineteen sixty one. Oh, close. So, I mean, that still mm-hmm. is a pretty progressive topic to... Yeah. Oh, for sure. And and really all of this, because, I mean, scathing about the suburbs and the type of life and for, like, at the very beginning of the 60s to write about that would have been, dare I say, revolutionary. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, I actually looked it up because I, you know, I couldn't remember the exact... It was just terrible. Um but I knew something that had happened that year about with regarding to abortion. And I almost wonder if the guy like 
that's why he included this bit in this story. Because they did, it was like the first time they had one of those, uh, Planned Parenthood had um, a conference about abortion and reform, and it was kind of one of the first times that anyone had a conference about being, you know, about reforming it at all. Mm. And the laws surrounding it. Yeah, because I didn't even know. I was wondering. I was like, is this even legal? But she was like, I got this at the pharmacy. Yeah, it was definitely still illegal. Well, Um, she got it from her friend, not like she didn't get it from the pharmacy. Yeah, and it's just it's just rubber tube in like one of those pump things, basically, like a hand thing. So it's like you could get those bits and put them together. Yeah, true. Clearly, I don't know. They definitely work because I was like. (laughs) This, <laughs> they definitely weren't selling a kit. A squir- <laughs> 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 Gotta pop my CBS. <laughs> In the naughty girl section, though. <laughs> <laughs> because abortion is such a light topic. <laughs> yes, so light. As we're giggling about it after she died from giving herself an abortion. And well, you know. we find out that Frank has moved to the city with his kids, still is working, and uh, we get some conversations from the neighbors about how they feel about the husk the of wheelers. a man. Yeah. So, Sean, yeah. since this was your first time, how do you feel about just like the ending of this and the different conversations and the note this movie leaves you on? Well, it it just feels like <sighs> April found freedom but it was at the cost of her own life and i think that was that is still freedom freedom yeah. like it's poetic like it's poetic it's a sad poetry but it's poetic um one of the th- like the fact that the one i don't really i don't know i it's a very it's a very dour note because then they're seen as like as opposed to being seen as like the ideal couple that they were at the beginning, they're now seen as, as like a horror story or as, you know, like they're the, they're the failures. And, and I think that friends are like, Oh, there's always something off about them. Yeah. Well, I think, I well, think except for poor Shep, is... poor Shep is just sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shep is just sad about it. Yeah. It's cause well, I think Howard's a little sad about it too. Like, mm. And I think because he does turn like he's like I'm not gonna listen well, to this he- shit. Exactly. Well, and Helen's like, oh, like I didn't. Li- I ever since they moved in, I just didn't like them. Blah blah blah. They let the house and he's like smudges on the doors. Yeah, depreciate. Yeah, like and he turns or tunes her out because he realizes like she's just another empty person living an empty life and. In the suburbs. How nice so. must it be to be like, have a hearing aid you could just turn off. I just didn't <laughs> want to listen to somebody talk anymore. <laughs> sure, it's pretty useful when you're married to somebody that long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you learn to just like tune them out. Mm. I have friends who can do that with their children. I don't have sometimes. that skill. I, I have a hard time tuning anybody out. <laughs> I try, but it's hard for me. Yeah, I try too. <laughs> it's hard for me to not be irritated by other people. 
<laughs> people really are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's literally just really is hard for me sometimes. <laughs> so how do you feel about your job, Lacey? <laughs> Where you have to make That's small so talk fun. with people. It, it is so weird. I, like, I just was thinking about that the other day. It's like, I, because I do love it in that when it's happening there. But anytime it's like when I'm not, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not in control of it or something. I have no idea. But like when I'm, it's just like free form out in the world. I'm like, oh, God, don't interact with me. <laughs> Why are you like it, it interacting with me at all? Don't activate me. <laughs> I put in headphones, like obvious headphones, when I go to Walmart, and I won't even necessarily be listening to anything. I'll just have them mm-hmm. in so, like, people will, oh, yeah. like, not talk to me. <laughs> yep. I've definitely pr- pretend held the phone up to my ear and acted like I'm having a conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. Please, I've had pretend no. conversations. <laughs> You see somebody you know, and you're just like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what are y'all's final thoughts on this, and what would you give it on a score of five, like, out of five? Sean, you go first, since this was your first time. (laughs) Um, So, for me, this was a 4.5 out of five. Um, I thought it was really good. Um, but I think, like you said, Lacey, there there are parts of this for me that feel a little bit too much like a play. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, like I think Kate Winslet is absolutely, like, fantastic in it. And I think Leo is great, too. But they're, like, and you said, there's some of their dialogue is a little bit stilty, like, yeah. campy a little bit. Um, so for me, it, it, it doesn't quite touch upon, like, complete real life. But I do think it's a really good, like vignette of like an american suburb american suburban life in the 50s and i think kate winslet was absolutely amazing and i think she's it's a very heartbreaking story and that she like they're both like she's screaming into a void and the void's not listening back and the void is Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I, re- I did. I really like this. And I think there's a lot of like there's themes of loneliness and and, and the co- their codependency on each other. And both of them finding that, you know, like that, like everyone is trying to give like the idea of perfection as opposed to actually being like happy. I I liked it a lot. Like I said, I think it's just slightly. There's only a couple parts that there's some parts that just feel a little too contrived for me. So four point five. Lacey, what about you? Um, I will say I'm faltering between like a a three point five and a four because I really I really like. It. Obviously, the acting's fantastic, but it's a it's, to me it's a little heavy handed a a bit at times and a little just on the nose a few times. But I mean. Obviously, the acting's fantastic. The cinematography's great. Um, I, you know, appreciate a story where it lets everybody know how terrible women have it sometimes. <laughs> I feel like everybody needs to know about it. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, like I said, it's definitely not a movie. I'll probably won't see it again for quite a while. <laughs> every decade pop it on <laughs> yeah you know you just gotta watch it every once in a while but yeah i'm glad to have revisited it for sure well i adore this movie it is bleak 
it is mean. I yeah. think it is still very relevant even now, even though it's a story about the 50s. Uh, abortion still is clearly a thing people cannot agree on mm-hmm. and feel very strongly about. Uh, I think what it has to say about relationships and just it might be on the nose and I agree with what you say about some of the play-like aspects of it but that's never a knock for me I love watching a movie that like could be a play because those are the ones that usually have really meaty dialogue and that's just Mm -hmm. a thing I love that's one of the reasons I love like Tarantino movies so much like the dialogue is ridiculous but I love it yeah and just honestly the thing I love the most about this movie is kind of like the same reason I love Closer I just love the fight scenes so much because you rarely see fight scenes between like couples in movies that just feel realistic. Like the way people really fight when they're like at that level. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, I mean, it's really a testament to Leo and Kate, like how close they are in real life to be able to go there. Um, Acting wise, like just, I mean, it's like they're acting without a net in their fight scenes, and I love it. Like, it just makes the hair on my arm stand up. I get, like, a charge out of it. It's just like, oh, let him have it. Just keep going. <laughs> Be nastier. Um, it just scratches a very specific itch for me. Mm-hmm. And for that, it's a five-star movie for me again. I like. I think it's Kate Winslet's best work. It's very bleak. I like bleak. I'm... I also like bleak. That's that's why I like it as well. You know, I like the depressing. The more depressing, the better, usually, for me. <laughs> I don't mind bleak. Like like I said, I like this movie, and I think it was really good. It just, there are parts that felt a little too stilted mm-hmm. um, for me. And I do, like, it does feel like a play at times. Like, it doesn't always feel completely true to life. Um, I think their arguments are very true to life, and I think they're, a lot of their problems with, with each other are... But I don't think everyone in it is very true to life. No. It might have been true to life, like, in the 50s. But right, just the yeah. themes and stuff and everything, I think, is still relevant. I love oh, yeah. pretty much everything in it. It's a, easily a five-star film for me. I have no problem giving it five stars. It is one of my favorites. I don't watch it very often because it is quite depressing and bleak. But most of the time, I really like that. Like, mm-hmm. I had a great time watching this for this. Yeah, I really liked watching it. I, was like, I oh, mean, it also, it of course, made me mad because now, obviously, and the laws are like of... backwards, like, you know, we're basically back <laughs> to this again. So, yeah, it just got that's a... doubly depressing this time. 4K uh, upgrade. That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, this movie was made for thirty five million dollars and made seventy six million. So. It made its money back probably with marketing, but it wasn't really a smash hit because obviously this isn't like a crowd pleaser. No. <laughs> yeah. This is like Oscar bait, the movie. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Lacey, are you familiar with Letterboxd? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I got one. You had me get me one. Oh, I didn't know you got one. Do you <laughs> yes. Follow- Do you yes, follow, I follow you on there? Yeah. Oh, uh, do I follow you? I don't know. Now I have to look. You have to. Offended. Offended. We'll have to um, 
So, Follow me on Facebook. I'll totally confirm. Yeah. Jeez. I, yeah, I and now I have to figure out how to look. Uh, well, don't look at it right yet. So <laughs> at the end of every episode, I make Sean guess what this score is on Letterboxd for a film. Okay. And you can also make a guess. You don't have to. Okay, but I'd like to. I would love for you to make a guess on what you think <sighs> Revolutionary Road's average score on Letterboxd would be. Sean, give us your guess. Um, so I remember when this came out, it was not like it was very much lauded, but I do know it had some of its detractors, but I, I, so I'm going to go, I don't think it's in nowhere near a two, but I'd say probably like a 3.2. Okay. Lacey. I think that's kind of, might be a little low, but I'm going, I, I honestly don't know on this one. I think I'm going to say four. Well, it is a 3.5 on last. Oh, that's not bad, actually. I I'm was surprised. Than... I would have thought it would have been like maybe a 3.6 or 3.7. <laughs> just because it is like that type. I feel like the people that would watch Revolutionary Road would be the people that would appreciate it. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's some people are picking up. <laughs> and just throw, you know, just <laughs> yeah. it's, this movie. Let's it's just my throw... feel good movie for <laughs> Friday. Let's just, throw, let's just throw it on. Yeah, so I... that's why I was kind of surprised by the 3.5. Like 3.5 on Letterbox is pretty respectable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. Um, like you rarely see like a movie above a 3.9. Very rarely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, 3.5 on Letterbox. Lacey, do mm-hmm. you want to share like your Instagram or anything? If people want to look you up, see what you're doing. Cool hairstyles anything well sure (laughs) sure if you don't want to share your socials you don't have to and i'll just cut it out no i have um it's just my name uh lacy lee apt l-a-c-y l-e-e-a-b-t awesome 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 if you want to find us on the socials we are on twitter at triple m pod with three m's i am at just happy to see you number two letter c letter u Sean, you are at Murph the Smurf, M U R P H T H E S M U R P H. On both. On yes, on Letterboxd, I am still at just happy to see you, and he is at Murph the Smurf, just the same. On Instagram, you can find us at Triple M Pod with three M's. On Facebook, you can find us. We have a page, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies, and we also have a group now, Men Who Like Movies, Men Who Like Men Who Like Movies, and you where you can talk about the episodes or recommend stuff or chat with us or whatever. And if you want to email us about anything, our email is men who like men who like movies pod at gmail.com. And Sean, what are we watching next week? Uh, so next week we have a listener request and we are going to that tiny little town of Salem in order to see these three witches make their comeback from last year that we didn't get the chance to schedule for last year. <laughs> yes. We are covering Hocus Pocus 2. Yes, we are. And please don't forget to give us a five-star rate, maybe even a review if you have time. It helps so much. So, so much. Like, a fuck-ton type of much. And don't forget to be kind to people out there. It's not that hard. 
Lacey, thank you so much yes. for coming on and talking about this super happy movie with us. <laughs> thank <laughs> yes. you for having me. We were so happy to have you. You're awesome. <laughs> Thanks Literally, so much, anytime guys. you want to come back, you can. Cause... I'd love to. And we're going to do a scary one next time. Yay. Okay. Awesome. You know, I like my scary movies like you. We do too. <laughs> we, we love a scary movie. Mm-hmm. Lacey, are you seeing Scream 6 with anyone? Because... Uh, no, I am not. Let's well, go. all right. Oh, uh, guys, I forgot to ask. Did you guys get your, your movie passes? Have we started using it yet? Movie the passes. new movie pass? Yeah, the new movie pass. <laughs> no, I have AMC. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, right. Yes, we're on the my, AMC. But for a- nostalgia. I never Old used the movie, movie pass, pass. But you never I used do, to? Oh, man. I, do I did. The, yeah, I remember you used to use it all the time. I still have my card. <laughs> do you yes it's sitting in my uh, i have like a treasure box and so i just keep it in awesome. there and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah the we are members this of worked. the amc a list so you know well i don't have amc theaters member that's why i can't oh yeah because you're uh overfill off yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i i have to drive like the same distance if i was going to go to lafayette or indy and i like amc better anyway and i really just love that nicole kidman ad. yeah when i when so, i go to go down there i do what we always go to the amcs um, <laughs> so i'm like i do miss my amc theater mine's yeah. right across the street from my work so i'm like ah this one's gonna be good <laughs> but yeah so we should definitely go see scream six uh, yes. together because nobody goes to movies with yeah. me well mitchell sometimes but well, you anyway, know i'm always going until then we can all say goodbye and see you next time. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone. Thanks again, Lacey. Bye. Thanks.